a podcast by Tunuka Media. My name is Yemi, and I'll be your host for the show. In this podcast, I introduce you to potentially overlooked news stories from around the world. This will include the good, the bad, and sometimes the absolutely hilarious. To keep you informed, I pick up stories that may have been missed by your home news network. The Overlooked podcast is produced every week and covers news articles from the previous week. Come back often, share with your friends, and feel free to add the podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. My goal is to make sure you have a pleasant and engaging listening experience every single time you tune in. So drop me a note on Twitter or Facebook. Just search for Tunuka Media. That is T-U-N-U-K-A Media. Episodes are also hosted on YouTube on the Tunuka Media YouTube channel. Again, that is T-U-N-U-K-A Media. Links to the stories will also be posted in the show notes. Finally, if you come across stories or articles that you think should be featured here, please share them and let us all keep informed. Now, let's get to this week's episode. The government of Portugal has regularized all immigrants who have pending applications with the Foreign and Border Services Office in a move to fight COVID-19. The government determined that all immigrants with arrest and permit applications pending with the SEF are now in a regular situation and have access to the same rights as other citizens, including social support. The measure will also cover asylum seekers. It is considered a measure of duty and a solidarity in times of crisis, according to the minister, Eduardo Cabruta. The reference date is March 18th and the day of the declaration of the state of national emergency. In news from Italy, a 101-year-old man born during the Spanish flu has beaten COVID-19. Yes! An over 100-year-old man has won the tough battle against coronavirus. And as an aside, I have been reading about a lot of older folks who have managed to beat the virus, and it's just amazing. Anyway, back to the story. Mr. P from Rimini was tested positive for COVID-19 and was and was discharged from the Infirmi Hospital in Rimini and returned home. He was born in 1919 in the midst of another tragic world pandemic. He was born during the Spanish flu and now fell ill with the COVID-19. The Spanish flu, otherwise known as the Great Spanish Flu or Epidemic, was an unusually deadly flu pandemic that killed tens of millions of people around the world between 1918 and 1920. It is estimated that the Italian victims were at least 600,000. Mr. P has made it through the virus and is back home with his family. On a side note, I recently watched a YouTube video by the infographic show. This is not sponsored. I just really like the channel. So I recently watched a YouTube video on the infographic show on the Spanish flu and I found it really enlightening. The name of the video was um, why the Spanish flu killed over 50 million people, the deadliest plague in modern history. So if you just search the infographic show, you can find it. If you decide to watch it, let them know that you came over from the Overlook podcast. It's not sponsored again. I just really like the video. Scientists find a bug that feeds on toxic plastic and just comes out of Germany. A bacterium that feeds on toxic plastic has been discovered by scientists. The bug not only breaks down plastic, but also uses it as food to power the process. 
The bacterium which was found at a waste site where plastic had been dumped is the first that is known to attack polyurethane. Yes, I pronounced it right. Millions of tons of plastic is produced every year for use in items such as sports shoes, nappies, kitchen sponges, and but is mostly sent to landfill because it's too tough to recycle. When broken down, it can release toxic and carcinogenic chemicals, which would kill most bacteria, but the newly discovered strain is able to survive. While the research has identified a bug and some of its key characteristics, much work remains to be done before it can be used to treat large amounts of waste plastic. This next story, okay, before I start reading it, this next story I thought was so cute and actually really funny. Anyway, listen and let me know what you think. While humans are sheltered in place, wild animals will play. At some point last week, a herd of great goats galloped through the desolate streets of a small town in Wales looking for food. Some goats got their fill from hedges, others climbed on building walls. And if you google the pictures, they're really really cute. They're like large sized goats, but they're just all over the place. Anyway, back to the story. With businesses closed and the towns and cities emptied out, people are getting a glimpse of what animals that usually keep their distance do when they are left alone. There's been stories from around the globe about animals coming out while humans are being sheltered in place. The links will be in the show notes. The Guinean opposition last Saturday, March 28, rejected the result of a constitutional referendum which they fear will be used by President Alpha Conde to extend his grip on power. The proposal to change the constitution was hugely controversial in the West African state, spurring mass demonstrations in which at least 32 people have been killed. Guinea is currently under a state of emergency, which was declared by President Conte. The move was part of a measure to contain the spread of the coronavirus pandemic. Legislative elections hampered by low voter turnout. The story is from Mali. The polls went ahead despite the unfolding of the COVID-19 crisis and the kidnapping of opposition leader Somalia Kisise on March 25th. Sise was abducted along with six members of his team while campaigning in the center of the country in a town near Funke. A climate of fear and uncertainty meant that many would-be voters chose to stay at home. A few turned out to vote in Mali's long-delayed parliamentary elections over the weekend. In addition to concerns over the spread of the virus, which meant that many chose to stay home, at least 200,000 people who had been displaced by violence were also unable to vote. An official turnout figure was not available at the closing of the polls. However, observers from a group of civil society associations estimated that the figure was close to 7.5%. The election had also been postponed several times. The last parliamentary poll was held in 2013, which saw President Ibrahim Keita's rally for Mali's party win a significant majority. The next parliamentary election was due to be held in late 2018 following Kaita's re-election. However, the vote was repeatedly deferred owing to security issues. Observers had hoped that the election of a new parliament on Sunday would lead to reforms. North Macedonia joins the North Atlantic Treaty Organization NATO. The North Macedonian president has signed a final ascension document required for the country to become the next member of NATO. The president signed the so-called Instrument of Ascension after Spain became the last alliance member to ratify the former Yugoslav Republic's membership. Greece had been one of the main objectors to North Macedonia's NATO and European Union ascension due to an age-old dispute between Athens and Skopje. Until 1991, North Macedonia was known as the Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia. Until it became independent, it was named Macedonia. Greece had already had a region called Macedonia, which included much of the Asian Kingdom of Macedonia ruled by Alexander the Great. 
Both Greece and North Macedonia take a lot of pride in their ancient past and consider Alexander the Great an integral part of their history and national identity. Part of the name dispute included Greece's worry that North Macedonia may make claims over the Greek region of Macedonia. The dispute was formally resolved in 2017, when both parliaments voted to approve the name change to North Macedonia. With this move, North Macedonia joins the largest security alliance in the world, made up of almost 1 billion citizens from 30 member states. On the same day, North Macedonia alongside Albania received a final green light from EU members to start EU membership talks. These are a major positive development for both Europe and NATO, but they will go on without much ceremony. A gender reveal party mixed with explosives have spoiled oh my word. Why would you even do that? A gender reveal party mixed with explosives have sparked a 10-acre fire in Florida. It's reported to have happened on Saturday, the 28th. The county has been prohibiting open burning because of an increase in fires. Officials say to follow the rules in order to avoid straining medical resources during the COVID-19 pandemic. A violation of the burn barn comes with a burn barn. <laughs> a violation of the burn ban comes with up to $500 US fine and jail time. Oh, okay, so this story, I'm not sure if it's all nice or just that's kind of nice or nice, nice. Like, I'm not sure what to feel about this story, but I'm just gonna read it and you guys can be the best judge. So, ransomware gangs have announced that they would stop attacking healthcare organizations during pandemic. A leading cybercrime gang promised not to attack healthcare organizations during the COVID-19 pandemic. The cybercrime groups behind two of the most prolific ransomware threats have issued statements that they will not attack healthcare and medical targets during the coronavirus pandemic. Interestingly, one of the gangs has said that if a medical or healthcare organization just get hit, they will provide a decryptor code for free. Google will publish user data to help government tackle the COVID-19 pandemic. Google will publish location data from its users around the world from Friday to allow governments to gauge the effectiveness of social distancing measures put in place to combat the COVID-19 pandemic. The report on users' movements in 131 countries will be made available on a special website and will chart movements trends over time by geography, according to the post in one of the company's blogs. Trends will be displaying a percentage point increase or decrease in visits to locations like parks, shops, homes, and places of work, not the absolute number of visits, said the post, signed by Jen Fitzpatrick, who leads Google Maps and the company's chief health officer, Karen DeSalvo. Activists say authoritarian regimes are using the coronavirus as a pretext to suppress independent speech and increase surveillance. And in liberal democracies, others fear widespread data harvesting and intrusion could bring lasting harm to privacy and digital rights. Google hopes that these reports will help support decisions about how to manage the COVID-19 pandemic. For the honorable mentions, Elon Musk announces free delivery of FDA-approved ventilators to hospitals worldwide. 
Tesla CEO Elon Musk on Tuesday announced that his company had an extra has extra FDA-approved ventilators for hospitals around the world in dire need of more medical equipment to combat the COVID-19 pandemic. In a tweet, Musk said that free ventilators were shipped to hospitals worldwide within Tesla delivery regions at no charge. Musk added that the only requirement to obtaining the ventilators is that they be used immediately for patients and not stored in the warehouse. In rural America, cups are delivering groceries to vulnerable residents. This is, comes out of Kansas. Major Bobby Reed of the Bourbon County, Kansas Sheriff's Department had an idea when he saw that some stores were offering special hours for elderly customers during the coronavirus crisis. According to the 10-year veteran of the department, these people don't need to get out. They are in a vulnerable age group. So he posted on Facebook that he'd volunteer to deliver to elderly residents, shoppers with disabilities, and veterans. His rural county, located five miles east of the Missouri River, has about 14,000 residents. So, during the coronavirus crisis, cops are stepping up to fill the void. Some have more time of their hands to make the deliveries. Now, as people stay in. This next story comes from Cornwall in the UK. Staff members from Paradise Park in Cornwall have moved into a house on site so they can continue feeding and cleaning the 1,200 birds and mammals housed in there. They will be supported by other keepers working on split rotors and covering different areas of the grounds. Paradise Park closed temporarily on March 21, but staff have been posting regular updates on social media and also run live webcams so people can still enjoy seeing the penguins and feeding time. Thanks for listening. As a reminder, the podcast will be released every week. Also, don't forget to follow Tunuka Media on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Connect to say hi or even share your stories that are happening in your local area or region. Nothing is too big or small. Thanks again. And now for the bloopers. This news was published by Publico from Portugal. Cote. And now regular Mr. P from Rimini positive at was positive of the charge a bacterium that feeds on toxic scientists find a bug that feeds on toxic on I can't pronounce toxic. I can't pronounce toxic. Ugh, toxic. Ugh. The proposal to change the constitution was hoodly was so during the coronavirus crisis, cups and offices around the U.S. are stepping in to fill the void. Some have more time on their hands right now to make deliveries.